0: Hey guys, how's it going? My name is Dr. Tom LeHue and I want to welcome you to my channel. And today we're going to be talking about some of the blind spots for a type 9 and uh, some of the things that maybe they're true or you might uh, realize are true about yourself that uh, maybe you don't think about very often. Maybe doesn't uh, you aren't aware of. So that's why they're called blind spots. And uh, I hope this video is helpful to you. I hope that it makes sense and um, I want to thank you guys for for joining me today. In the description below is a link to my website and uh, I do offer coaching appointments if you want to talk to me directly and uh, also I want to thank my patrons for your support. Uh, The link is also there below. I really appreciate your help and your encouragement. And uh, all right, so today we're going to be talking about uh, type nine, and you know nines are peacemakers. Nines don't want to have problems. Nines don't want to uh, cause problems in this world. Uh, They are are peace loving people who are motivated by peace, motivated by harmony, motivated by tranquility and comfort. And everything you do as a nine is just as motivated as a three would be. Uh, people might look at their nine son or daughter and say, help me, my son isn't motivated. I can't get them to, uh, you know, get up and go to work and find a job and get married and go to school. And and they just seem like they're not motivated. Oh, no, they're very motivated. They're just not motivated by winning and achieving and accomplishing like a three or motivated by pursuing uh, what they think will gratify their desires and satisfy them like a seven Um, They're not motivated to accomplish their agenda, uh, whatever the cost, like an eight. But nines are extremely motivated, motivated to protect their peace, comfort, tranquility, and harmony. And uh, so uh, that desire to, to, um, uh, to be at peace and to live in peace can sometimes create some blind spots for you as a nine. I want to look at uh, Beatrice Chestnut's book today and and go over this list and talk about it a little bit. All right, so what are the blind spots? Number one, uh, your own agenda can be a blind spot. Knowing what you want and knowing what you want to accomplish could be difficult for you as a nine. I've had many conversations with nines that can't formulate what they want out of life, that are unable to, it doesn't register, it just doesn't register very easily for a nine to know what they want, what they want to do, what they want to accomplish, what they hope to, uh, uh, to do and be in life can be difficult, uh, can be kind of slippery for a nine to get a hold of, um, and, and maybe even knowing why that's important can be difficult for the nine, to to, a blind spot for the nine. Um, If you are a nine, it may not occur to you that you also have desires and priorities just like everybody else. It may not occur to you. I like to say to nines, ask yourself this simple question. Is it okay for any normal person to expect such and such or to want this or that? So for example, is it just that normal person question? Is it okay for is it okay and is it normal to expect a normal person to uh to act in such a way what i mean is if you were sitting at a restaurant and let's say your your water was was running low and you were needing a refill and the waitress walks by you might feel like well oh, i don't know that i want to really interrupt her she looks busy i don't know that i want to interrupt her and ask her to refill my cup i guess i'm fine it's not a big deal ask yourself that question Would it be okay for a normal person under normal circumstances to ask a waiter or waitress to refill their cup of water? And you would think to yourself, well, sure. Yeah, absolutely. I wouldn't have a problem if I was the waitress and somebody asked me for a refill. Well, then why is not it okay for you to act in that same way? If it's okay for a normal person to... Uh, decide what kind of job they want to work at, if it's okay for a normal person to decide what kind of car they want to drive, um, doesn't it make sense that you also should have some input and be allowed to make some decisions about your own life? Isn't that normal and to be expected that you should have some kind of say in what you want to do with your day, with your time, where you go on vacation, for example, or where you live? or where your kids go to school. It would be okay for a normal person to have input on those decisions, and it's okay for you to show up fully into those decisions as well and make your voice known. But you know, nines, again, may not register what they want. They may not register with you, and uh, so you may tend to give into what others want on a regular basis, which is further compounded by the fact that you have the ability to really understand the other person's perspective. You have this gift of seeing other people's perspective so strongly that your own perspective sort of wanes. It's hard for you to really grasp at times your own perspective on things. And so you tend to, in order to keep the peace with people, give in to other people's wants and wishes while you sort of deflect away your own or don't register your own wants and wishes, Uh, which can then, of course, lead to feeling resentful later. Um, and it may, you know, find that anger of the nine when uh, you may sort of, uh, you know, be upset, but really may not even know why you're upset, or may not want to know why you're upset. Um, learning to ask for what you want is crucial. It's it's uh, essential. It's important to sit with yourself long enough to know what you want, and then be willing to speak up for yourself to ask for what you want. Um when you don't know what you want then it just is an indication that you need to spend some time alone uh, the closer to nature I think the better it would be for you to go out and sit uh, for a while and with no distractions with no television or phone or or music or headphones or anything and just sit there quietly and let your mind uh, go where your mind will go and I think your mind will eventually you'll start to hear yourself you'll start to hear Uh, things pop up that maybe you haven't been necessarily tuned into. So compassionately keep on listening to yourself uh, until you're able to hear yourself in a more, you know, um, a more um, important way or a more uh, obvious way. You'll eventually learn to connect with your own desires and uh, that you have tended to go to sleep to. Now, why would you go to sleep to your own desires? Well, that's a good way to get along with people. You have a fear as a nine that whatever love is left for you is p- possibly going to be withdrawn from you. And so if I speak up and I and I say what I want, um, that could cause the other person to be upset with me and withdraw whatever remaining love is left in this relationship, and I would be all alone. I would be by myself. Um, and... You might realize a blind spot is I tend to get along with people by shutting my own voice down and um, that is a good strategy and at times can be very beneficial to get along with people but you don't want to lose yourself in the process of getting along with others. That would be called merging with others, right? Fusing with others, which is something that nines might be prone to do. All right, number two. You might have a blind spot when it comes to your own anger. You may not even register your own anger. Certainly, you don't probably want to register your own anger, especially nine-wing-ones. I think nine-wing-eights are a little bit more willing to bark and growl, um, but nine-wing-ones tend to be very peaceful, uh, peace-loving, peace-oriented people. And um, this might lead to what others would perceive, uh, passive-aggressive, behaviors like not showing up, um, blacklisting people, walking around the office so that you can avoid somebody that makes your life miserable or somebody you don't wanna talk to or somebody maybe that you didn't, that you did wrong. You know as a nine maybe you were invited to come to joe's birthday party and you said sure yeah yeah i'll be there sure yeah yeah and then you didn't come because you didn't want to but you didn't want to voice that out loud you didn't want to say i don't want to come because i don't like joe you don't want to say that so you just agree and nod and feign um, your sort of agreement to this and then when you don't show up now you feel awkward when you go back to work on Monday and Joe's going to be sitting there. So you might go out of your way to go around the building so as to not have to walk past Joe because it feels awkward for you. Um, you don't want to uh, to have that conversation. You don't want to have that moment. So you might tend to be a little more indirect in your ways of um, uh, doing. Uh, you might tend to be a little more indirect and covert in your strategies of dealing with difficult people, um, which would be perceived as being passive aggressive. It would be a good thing for you as a 9 to just sit and, and on that rock out in the woods, uh, to sit on that front porch, you know, staring at a tree, and try to lean into your anger. Now, I don't know that I would recommend that for every type, but I certainly do for 9s. I think it's good for nines. Like sevens need to lean, lean into their, their sadness and lean into the, the darker, heavier, weightier things uh, of life that they tend to avoid. I think nines, it would be good for you to lean into your anger. And if you're starting to feel anger bubble up and you're thinking to yourself, you know, that wasn't right for those people at work to leave me out like that. And, and, and now that I think about it, you know, any normal person would be upset by the things that, that Sandy said and that Mary said. Uh, that, that, that would upset anybody. Why, why run away from that? Why get angry at yourself for being angry? Why not just lean into that anger and let yourself feel it? It might be good for you. You know, anger is a powerful motivator. Look at eights and look at ones. They're the other two in the anger triad. Look how motivated and driven they are. It might be good for you to tap into some of that anger. How can you deal with anger if you don't acknowledge that it's there, if you deny that it's there? And what I'm getting at is just because you don't acknowledge it doesn't mean it's not there, and if it's there, it's going to show up. It just may not show up in overt, direct ways. It may show up and will show up in, in covert, indirect ways that other people might pick up on uh, whether you want them to or not. So why not, you know, eight is the truth seeker, right? So why not lean into the eight a little bit and be honest with yourself uh, and allow yourself to process some of that anger? rather than shoving it down and oh no it's fine it's no big deal i don't really mind i was headed by your house anyway i'll be glad to pick you up you know you tend to talk to yourself and tell yourself that what other people want is fine and it's okay and it's no big deal and it's all right why not just lean into that and say that anger and say, "You know what? It's not okay. It's not all right. It's not fair. It's not the way it should be." And and you and you're not respecting my time and you're not respecting my voice and you're not respecting my opinion. Why not allow yourself to think about all that and process that? Well, because you don't want problems. <laughs> you don't want a problem because you're a nine. Problems feel bad. Problems feel icky. Problems feel gross, and so you don't want a problem. Uh, so you will talk yourself out off of that problem. But maybe you shouldn't. Maybe you should allow yourself to sit with that problem for a while. Well, it will disturb my peace. Well, okay. Maybe your peace needs to be disturbed a little bit. Um, maybe you're not as at peace as you'd like to think you're, you are. Okay. All right. So what else do we got here? Number three. Um your own need for recognition and support from others you might be blind to your own need for recognition and support from others well i mean what did i really do i didn't really do anything it was the team that did it it was and so nines you know they tend to undervalue themselves uh, they tend to not really appreciate you know, all that they bring to the table. You guys are mediators, man. You guys bring people together who would not otherwise work together. You guys are in uh, almost always a, a, a compatibility mode where you're just easy to get along with and people like you and people like being around you and you tend to calm everybody's fears and you tend to to uh, to be steady persevering enduring workers and you bring so much to the table that you may not appreciate and when people finally applaud you and when people finally recognize you you might tend to dismiss and deflect that away like oh well, it's nothing it's nothing i didn't really i mean it's it's everybody else um and um let's see Underappreciate their own need to be recognized for their contributions and achievement and deflect positive feedback. Okay, well, if somebody says, you did a great job, we're so proud of you, we couldn't do it without you, why not just say thank you? Why not just say thank you? I really appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you. Um, Okay, number four. Uh, Another blind spot. How the desire for harmony can actually lead to conflict. Oh, I love it. I love it. How the desire for harmony can actually lead to conflict. So you want everybody to get along and you want to be positive and you want to be nice and you want to be thoughtful and caring and all that's great. I mean, it really is. That's great stuff. So you don't tell Jack that he can't be on the the new committee that you're forming. So Jack, who has no business being on this committee, that tends to isolate everybody and tends to cause problems wherever he goes, pushes in and says, hey, I wanna serve on the committee. I really care about you know this, this project you're working on. I wanna serve on the committee. And being the agreeable, kind, gentle soul that you are, you don't say, sorry, Jack, there's no room for you on this team. again next time you can't bring yourself to do that because you want to keep peace and harmony everywhere you go and you want to be positive so you let jack join the team now you got a real problem don't you because now nobody else wants to be on that team uh and nobody uh now the whole team is sabotaged because you didn't want to be the bad guy and tell jack get off the team there's not there's not a, a room not opportunity for you on this team Or maybe you have a good team and everybody's looking to you to lead them and guide them but you don't want to be direct you don't want to look at people and say all right well you need to be here at eight o'clock and you need to get the form a filled out and team b needs to get the form you know c filled out and i need that by tuesday you know in order for a team to work effectively they need clear direct instructions you appreciate that when you have a leader that's giving you offering you clear direct instructions but it can be hard for you to do that same task because eh, it feels aggressive it feels aggressive to order people around and tell them what you expect and to be clear about your expectations that feels like you're pushing your agenda and that's hard for a nine to do that and so your desire to keep the peace can actually work against you and create conflict um create an environment where conflict uh You know, if you've got two people on a team that are barking at each other and they're not getting along and uh, you don't want to deal with it, you don't want to deal with it, You you don't want to get in the middle of it, so you let them hurt one another. You let you know, the stronger one dominate the weaker one, and now the weaker one doesn't wanna be on the team anymore and is crying and is upset, and, and you're kind of taking yourself out of it, like, well, I didn't do anything. Well, I, I, I wasn't the reason, but you're in charge of it. You were in charge of the team, and you let the little guy get hurt because you didn't intervene and tell the bully to stop. So your desire to keep the peace at all costs could actually create an environment where conflict, uh, you know, those that uh, avoid conflict are guaranteed to have it. Let me say that a hundred times. Those that avoid conflict are guaranteed to have it. Uh, And whatever conflict you don't deal with externally ends up becoming internal conflict within you. You get to have all these arguments in your head, and guess what? You're going to build resentment and frustration, and ultimately, it's going to sabotage the very thing you're trying to create, which is a positive working environment or a positive relationship. All right, good stuff. What else do we got here? One, two, three, four, five. Your lack of clarity in communicating with others. Um, I feel like we kind of already touched that. Um, avoiding conflict and tension may lead you to think you got to stay positive, but people need clear instruction and communication. And the last one is your own stress level. Your own stress level. People might say, "Hey, are you doing okay?" Yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine. Why are you asking? Why I'm okay? Yeah, I'm okay. When maybe you really aren't. Maybe you feel like you have to be okay for others because the other people, their lives matter other people's lives matter my life doesn't matter what my what i want what i decide what i do it doesn't really matter other people matter and other people need me to be positive other people need me to be okay other people people need me to relate well to them and so i've got to be careful that i'm not a problem i don't want to be a problem to people because if i was they would remove the last little bits of love that are left for me You know, nines tend to operate as though I'm not really going to be loved in this world. So whatever I get from people, you know, I've got to be careful that I don't sabotage it by being a problem. If I listen to myself, I'd be a problem. So I don't listen to myself. I listen to others and do what they want. And that's great. That's really great. I mean, that's why people like you. But the problem always is at what cost? to yourself? At what cost to your life? You know lean on your eight there for a second. Eights feel like I have a right to be here. I have a right to voice my opinion. I have a right to live my life. I have a right to own my calendar. I have a right to own my house and do what I want. I can park my car anywhere I want to park it. It's my house, my yard. Why are they telling me I can't park my car on the sidewalk? That's ridiculous. My house, my yard. Lean on that a little bit as an eight or as a nine and say I have a right to show up fully to life. This is my life. And if I don't want to go to, um, you know, if I don't want to go on Saturday to the, to the musical, I can say, no, I don't want to go to the musical. I don't want to go do that. I want to go do something else. But they'll be upset with me. Well, this is why we negotiate in life. We talk. We communicate. We negotiate. We, 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 one person says what they want and another person says what they want. And then we talk about it and negotiate it until we come to some kind of resolution where both of us agree. But if you just if you just always acquiesce and merge with the other person, then it's not two people finding agreement. It's just one person and another uh, who's picture framing around that person um, and just uh, you know merging with them. Eventually, anybody's going to get tired of somebody who look. Let me put it this way: if you and i agree about everything and you and i don't have any differences of opinion then you aren't necessary because i already have all my own opinions why do i need somebody that just agrees with all of my opinions um but you are necessary you have your own voice and people want to hear that voice People want to meet you. They want you to show up fully. And they want you to argue for what you, what you believe in and stand up for what you think. Even if you're not sure. Even if you're not sure yet. Formulate it. You know, Don't be afraid to step out there and talk about it and formulate what you think and formulate what you believe. And listen to yourself. And be compassionate with yourself. It may take a while for you to learn to hear yourself. But I'm sure when you do, you're going to love the person that you meet. I know I will. All right. Be present to life, guys. Um, Blessings on you this day. Bye.